That is so good. I can't help but wonder what God is gonna do through this message. I know this, you're watching for a reason, you're listening for a reason, and I wanna welcome you to what God has for you today. We're in a series called Follow. Say follow. Follow. And, and well, let me just ask a question. How many of you, you would say you're good at following instructions? Raise your hand. Casey, I'll ask Amanda and see if that's even true. So I, I think I'm pretty decent at it. Like, like if my wife Jody gives me some instructions, I'm pretty good at following, especially when they're just very, just straightforward. Like she'll say, hey, we're out of milk. Honey, can you go grab some milk? I'm like, yes, I can go to the store and get milk. But then she'll pull something on me and it's not a fluke. She does it on purpose because it's happened multiple times. I will get to the grocery store to get one item one item, milk. And I will get a text when I'm at the grocery store. Hey, oh, God, by the way, since you're there, could you pick up a few more things? And then she will list 47 other things that she would like me just to grab quickly. No, no, I won't. I can't do, I can't. I don't know where those things are. I'll be here all day. But that's what she does. That's her little game that she plays. So my little game is I'll come home with the milk and she's like, didn't you get my text? I'm like, oh, you texted me? I'm sorry. I didn't see that. Yeah, that's not honest, is it? Pray for me, Casey, will you? I can't do, I mean, but here's the thing about following, following instructions. We follow instructions because we want a desired result, right? If you follow the instructions, you get this. Like when I was um, in high school, me and a buddy of mine, we took a class called, I think it was just called clay. I mean, it doesn't get much more simple than that, clay. And, and you could guess, we, we made clay pots and it was all about that. It was elective, so we had a choice. Clay or trigonometry? I mean, what would you pick? It was, Clay. yeah. And plus we're thinking, man, it, this could be kind of fun because we, you, know, you think about the movie Ghost, I don't know, this is old school, but Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze and they're, they're doing the clay thing and the molding. And I mean, we're thinking this could be incredible. Can I tell you something? Our clay class looked nothing like that, okay? Nothing like that. It, there wasn't even a girl in our class, I don't think. So, but anyway, we're in this clay class and our teacher, is telling us, you know, the proper instructions for making a pot and how we do it. And then you do this and you, sp I'm, I'm like, yeah, I get it. You spin it, blah, 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 put it in this oven or this kiln, they call it, and it cooks and then it's done, right? So I really didn't listen, but uh, we, we, and neither did my buddy. And it's obvious because when we got done making these beautiful creations, we put them in the kiln or the oven. And there was a little instruction that we missed. And that is you put this little thing in there and the thing, when it melts, it shuts the oven off. So it's done. Well, we, we neglected to do that. So we just shoved them in the oven and left them and they cooked for hours and hours beyond what they were supposed to. So yeah, we, uh, thank God a janitor or somebody saw that it was on or whatever, but we got in a little bit of trouble. We got the lecture from the teacher, like this was very dangerous and you could have burnt the school down and we're like, okay, yeah, whatever, we didn't. So, but our pots, it was awesome because the instructions that we didn't follow, it was evident because the pots that were supposed to be like red and blue, well, they came out black and they were actually fused together. Like his pot and my pot were fused together. It was horrible, like, like it, but it was beautiful at the same time. So she, uh, our teacher put them on display for years. They were on a shelf to show people what not to do. Like what happens when you don't follow instructions. So they all say leave a legacy, right? Mm, so there's that, you know, Salem High School. I wonder if it's still there. Okay, so anyway, um, but here's the thing. In this series, we're talking about following Jesus. And you might be asking, okay, pastor, I get it. We're supposed to follow Jesus, but what's the end result? Like, what's the end game if we follow Jesus? What, what are the benefits? Like, what does Jesus say if you follow him? What, what's the end of the recipe? So is it, you would think maybe it's a better life. 
right? Obviously, following Jesus is going to be a better life. But as we study God's word, Jesus never said, hey, follow me and I'll, I'll give you a better life. Never said that. He never said, he never specifically said, follow me, I'll make you a better, a, a better man or a better woman or a better student. Or He just never says that. Okay, now I believe if you do follow Jesus, your life will be better. But Jesus never says that's the reason to follow him. Jesus, you might, well, you might say, well, following Jesus, I'm going to have a, a problem-free life. I'm going to have a pain-free life. But Jesus never said, follow me and you'll have less problems. Follow me and you, I have all the oxys you'll ever need. No pain, Casey. Jesus never said that. Casey got kind of excited about that, which concerns me. So, but Jesus never promised that. In fact, you could argue that Jesus would, would, would offer the opposite. You're going to have problems. You're going to have struggles. So if that's not it, what is it? I would, I would tell you something. It's something so much better than a better life. It's something so much better than just a problem-free life or a pain-free life. Jesus, I'm going to show you something today in the Word of God that Jesus offers when you follow him. The end result, and I bet it's something that you didn't see coming. Like, I, you want me to tell you right now? I'll tell you right now what it is. It, this is huge. Can I tell you? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you yet. You got to sit in, lean in, and then at the end, we'll see if you can get it. But you'll get it. This is so good. So the Word of God. Let's go to Matthew 10, okay? Matthew is the first book of the New Testament, and it's one of the Gospels. That means good news. And in Matthew 10, Jesus, let me set it up. Jesus has his followers, his disciples, and he's now going to send them out to do some work. He's taught them, he's shown them, and now he's going to put them to a little test saying, all right, now you're going to go tell people about the good news. You're going to go tell people about me and about what it means to follow me. So he's equipping them, but he's doing it in a way that they would not expect. Because up to this point, it's been good with Jesus. Jesus is feeding me. Jesus is like doing miracles. That time that he turned water into wine. I mean, I don't really remember that night, but I bet it was fun. I mean, it was incredible. But everything's good with Jesus. Now listen to what he's doing. Here we go. Verse 16, Matthew 10. Jesus says, look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. Hmm, Jesus, it sounds like there might be some trouble coming here. Verse 17 would indicate that. But beware, Jesus says, for you will be handed over to the courts and you will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. Um, Jesus? Yes, Bartholomew? Yeah, flogged? I mean, maybe I'm at the wrong class. I thought we were going to go on some door-to-door campaign. Is that not what we're doing here? Uh, No, no, Matthew, uh, or Bartholomew, sorry. No, we're not doing that. Okay, well, you said flogged and people die from that, Jesus. And Jesus is like, yeah, they, they have. Okay, all right, all right, keep going, Jesus. And, and, and the reality is people did die from being flogged. I mean, that's being beaten so bad. Like, that would leave a permanent scar. Like, if you got flogged, people are going to know it. It doesn't go away. You go to the beach after you get flogged, they're going to know it. That person's following something or someone that is causing pain and persecution. Okay? Some of you, I'm two verses in and I'm already going to tell you something. Some of you, you have a scar It might be internal, it might be external for somebody or something that you've been following or that you have followed in your life, and it's left a scar. And some of those scars we're going to learn from, some of those scars are going to take us backwards, uh, but we all have these scars, don't we? Casey, I have a scar right here, right there. Well, not, not, not on camera, but I, I do have a scar right here, and it's uh, it's kind of crazy. I was I was following some other freshmen, and we were kind of we were kind of lippy freshmen. You know, I weighed 97 pounds, so I had nothing to lip off about. But seniors would really uh, get on the freshman class, and I, I mean, literally, it was like hazing was like 
promoted. So um, we were walking through a field one time, me and a buddy of mine, to a float building that we were doing. Not not root beer floats, um, like floats parade. I don't have time to explain it to you. So anyway, we're walking through a field and some senior sauce. So me and my buddy, we take off running and they get out of their car and they start chasing us. True story. So we're running through a field, me and Thor. And yes, my buddy's name was Thor, for real. Okay, I'm not, that, not making that up. And no, it wasn't the superhero, because if it was, I would have had him turn around and fling his hammer, but he, it wasn't him. So Thor and I are running, and all of a sudden I feel this, 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 uh, this um, something against me, and I'm falling back, so I run into this fence. And as I'm falling back, I'm laying on the ground, and Thor's like, hey, look out for the barbed wire fence. I'm like, Thor, where were you seven <laughs> seconds ago, okay? Jeez. Anyway, so, the, so, but I got up so quick, I felt nothing. Climbed the fence, Thor climbed the fence. We kept running. We made it to safety with all of our other uh, freshman class, and we're sitting there, and I, again, I, I didn't feel anything. It happened so quickly, but I lift my shirt up, and there's blood everywhere, and I'm not kidding you. So these girls come around. They're like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I need some assistance here. Thank you. So, I mean, whatever. You just use it for what it's worth. But uh, I have the scar, and some of you, you you've got scars flogging would give you a scar big time. Let's continue. Verse 18, Jesus continues with, with, with something they probably don't want to hear. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. Did you hear that? You're going to face maybe some political opposition following Jesus. You're going to face some opposition from, from, from leaders in worldly places because you're my followers. This is prophetic stuff right here, but this will be an opportunity this will be an opportunity. What have we been saying the whole year 2020? Opposition brings opportunity. Type in opportunity. This will bring opportunity to tell the rulers and tell the other unbelievers about me. Jesus is speaking truth into them. And then he says, when you're arrested, Jesus, uh, yeah, Philip, uh, you said when we're arrested. You, you probably meant if we're arrested. No, no, Philip. I meant when you're arrested, you will be arrested, he says. Don't worry about how you're going to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking, but it'll be the spirit of your father speaking through you. That's amazing. So I bet they're thinking, okay, that's great. That's all. Okay, you're speaking through me. God's speaking through me. But if God is that powerful and God is in the center of this, why can't he prevent the things you just talked about earlier, that arresting and the, and the whipping? Why can't he prevent that? See, some of you, you're, you're so busy asking God to prevent the fight in your life. Well, what you really need to be asking for is God, give me the faith. Okay, God, give me the faith to fight this fight with you alongside me because he's with you. That's what he wants you to know. So Jesus is saying, you're going, you're going in for a fight. You're going in for a battle, but Jesus is equipping them. Now listen to what he says. Lean in verse 26, but don't be afraid. Oh my gosh. Type don't be afraid in, co in the comments and put a one next to it. Okay, don't be afraid. Number one. For those who threaten you, for those who threaten you, for the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed. A time is coming when all that is secret will be made known. What I tell you now in the darkness, listen to this, shout about, shout abroad when, day, when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetops for all to hear. Jesus is speaking. And then he says it again in verse 28. Don't be afraid for the second time. Type don't be afraid with the number two behind it. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. 
They can't touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both body and soul in hell. What is the price? Now he starts to give a little analogy here. What is the price of two sparrows? It's one copper coin, Jesus says. But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. Listen to him talk about the love of the father and the attention of the father. Verse 30, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. I think we're, we're, a lot of people, a lot of Christians would know, oh yeah, God knows the number of hairs on your head. But you hear what he just said there? It says that every hair is numbered. Yeah. I've never caught that before. Like everyone has numbers. Like when you're in the shower, Casey, and there's like a few hairs that are going in the drain, you're like, dang it, there's three more down the drain. You know, you know what God is saying? Casey, that, that wasn't just three more hairs. That was, actually, that was actually number 117, 232, and 473 that you just lost. My favorite ones. Yeah. So they're gone. So say goodbye. So, but they're every they're individually numbered. Why is Jesus saying this? He's teaching them about the care and love of God. That he, He's giving them encouragement. And then verse 31, for the third time, type it in comments. Don't be afraid. Three. Don't be afraid for the third time. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows, Jesus says. So what is Jesus not saying? Jesus isn't saying, don't be afraid. I won't let bad things happen. That's not what Jesus says to his followers. That's not what he said. Don't be afraid. Bad things aren't going to happen. No, no, no. What Jesus said is, don't be afraid when bad things happen. Okay? Don't be, a, don't be afraid when bad things happen. Leads us to one of the main points. Following. Say following. Following, following means I will not be afraid when bad things happen. Following means I will not be afraid when bad things happen. See, I think we would agree that in the world that we live in today, there are some bad things happening, right? But I'm telling you something. There are, I've seen so many people living in fear, living just afraid, just so, so focused on what if. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if, what if, what if? I wrote it down. You can live in fear or you can follow God, but you can't do both. You can't do both. You can live in fear or you can follow God. You cannot do both at the same time. And the moment that you're living in fear and the moment that you're, you are afraid of something or someone in that capacity, you're not following God anymore. It, it, so let me tell you a story. Two years ago, the family and I went on a little vacation to Florida. And uh, the Gannons were going to go ziplining for the first time. But we like to do it. We like to go all out and, you know, give it a lot of drama and suspense. So we're not just going to go ziplining. We're going to zipline over alligators, live alligators at a place called Gatorland. That's right. Because if we're going to fall, if we're going to fall from a zipline, we're just, we're not going to just be crippled and writhing around in pain. We're going to be crippled, writhing around in pain and getting torn apart by alligators. That's how we do it at the Gannons. So we go to Gatorland and we, and, and in fact, here's a picture of us. We're all equipped. We're all ready. I know in the picture, Jake is smiling, but inside he has already pooped his pants. I'm telling you, he doesn't want to do it. And after that picture is taken, we're going to do our first zip line. And Jake is like, I ain't doing it. I'm not going. And he was totally afraid, totally freaked out. And, uh, and we're like trying to encourage Jake. I'm like, Jake, this is, this is going to be awesome. We're doing it as a family. So I said, listen, I'll go first, right? 
your dad will go first. So I grab the zip line and I start zip lining across and I'm like looking at the alligators and waving to them and I'm waving to Jake and smiling and waving to the family and I get across and I'm like, Jake, all right, it's your turn, you can do it. And Jake's like, no, no, I can't. I'm like, yes, yes, you can. He's like, no, no, I can't. We did that for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And all of a sudden Jake decided, yes, I'm gonna do it. And he grabs onto that, he grabs onto that wire like it's his life and he clings, he clings on. And he starts going across. In fact, here's a picture of him going across. Look at the joy he has. <laughs> that's not joy, that's total fear. So he's not smiling, he's not happy, he's just doing it. But he's doing it. And here's the cool thing is, the next zip line we did, the next one, um, I went first again. And, and he was reluctant, he didn't want to go, but he went. And, and by the time we got to one of the last zip lines, check this out. Here is Jake zip lining. Look at the alligators all below him. If you look closely, there's a smile there. Now, I don't know if he's just passing gas or if he's really happy, but I do know that he, there is a smirk there. So something is happening. So why do I tell you that? It's because when you're following your father, you have nothing to fear. See, when you, sometimes you gotta follow the father. And when you follow the father, you have nothing to fear. So I knew that if I went first, Jake would likely do it. And it, it was a struggle, but he did it. When you're following the Father, you have nothing to fear. Let me ask you a question, and this is huge. And for some of you, that you tuned in just for this. If you were 100% confident that your God was with you and that your God was for you, what would you do? What would you attempt? What would you try? Like, like if you, what would you do if you were 100% sure that God is protecting you, that God has gone before you? that God is with you in your struggle, what would you do? Some of you, you might be bold enough to type it in comments right now just to declare it. This is what God is calling me to do. This is my zip line. Okay, there was a story in Mark 4 um, where God was with the disciples in the form of Jesus. And they were in, and something bad was happening. It was a storm they were in. And they were all in this boat. And Jesus, if you, know, if you don't know the story, I'll tell you that the wind and the waves were all crazy in the sea and the, the boat is being shifted all over the place. And Jesus, I mean, cocky Jesus is laying in the boat sleeping. Got his Tempur-Pedic memory foam pillow. Didn't have a care in the world. And Jesus is down there sleeping. And the disciples are freaking. And they're like, Jesus, they literally said, don't you care if we drowned? And Jesus is like, eh. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. But Jesus is like, why are you so afraid? In fact, he specifically asked that question. And that is the title of today's message. Jesus said it. Why are you so afraid? Like, do you forget who you're following? Do you forget who's in the boat with you? But Jesus, what do you mean, why are we so afraid? Look at everything happening around us. I know, but look who's with you in it. Look who, look who you followed into the boat. Look who said we're going to the other side. And if I said we're going to the other side, we're going to the other side. But Jesus, yes, Peter, I didn't tell the other guys this, but uh, don't say anything, but I can't swim, okay? I mean, I, they kind of learned. I, I, and, Peter, and Jesus is like, Peter, I know. Why do you think I named you the rock? I mean, you sink like a rock. Anyway, so Peter, Jesus is like, you still don't get it. Why are you so afraid? What's the worst thing that can happen when I'm right here with you? Jesus goes on to say, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Do you still have no faith? Jesus is teaching them. And then in the moment, while the disciples are freaking out, Jesus is like, shh, to the waves. And Jesus is like, shh, to the wind. And immediately, everything is calm and everything is good. 
and then they were okay. But Jesus doesn't want us just okay when everything is good. Jesus wants you to know that it's okay when things aren't good because Jesus is with you in the storm, because Jesus is with you in the trial, because Jesus is with you in the struggle. And when you follow Jesus, when you follow the Father, you have nothing to fear. Following Jesus, following means that I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid when bad things happen. They will happen. If anybody knew it, it would have been like Paul. Paul, one of the greatest Christians and church planters that ever walked the earth. Dude planned, or dude uh, wrote most of the New Testament. He knew about bad things. I mean, shipwrecked, yep, right? Left for dead, yep, almost drowned, yep. Beaten, yep. Flogged, yep, whipped, yep, stoned. You mean like, nope, not like that, like the other one, like that, and, and it was not good. And so Paul goes through all these trials and struggles, and yet Paul writes to a church in Rome, and you know what he says? You know what he writes? He writes my theme verse for 2020. Maybe it's gonna be yours too. I mean, maybe you've heard this and maybe you haven't, but I'm telling you, you need to cling to this. He writes to the church in Rome and he says in Romans 8:28, we know that in all things, say all things, all right, things. type all things, type in all things, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and those who have been called according to his purpose. My gosh, we, we, we miss that. We don't think he's working in all things. He can't work in what's, what's happening right now this year. This year sucks. There's no way God's in it. Oh, he's in it. Oh, he's in it. Because it says in all things. I love that. Confidence in all things. Assurance that in all things. Faith that in all things my God works for the good. I love that. Because you know what? If my God is with me and my God is for me and he is, the Bible says, then who can be against me? Who? What, what can this world bring at you? Nothing when it compares to the one that you're following. There is no fear when you're following Jesus. When you're following the one who eradicates fear. I love that. And then just a few verses later, you know, you know what Paul writes? Listen to this. In, in verse 35, Romans 8, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who? Like, it's like Paul's looking around, who? Seriously, who's going to try to separate me from the love of my, my, my father? Who? And then he starts to list, list some things. He says, shall trouble, shall hardship, shall persecution, famine, Nakedness, that can't separate you. Can make it awkward, but it's not gonna separate you. <laughs> Danger, a sword. Oh, and I could keep going. Let me list a few more for you, just to make, maybe make it more relevant maybe to what you're seeing. A pandemic, what? Can that separate you? Racial tension, right? Maybe declining health, where we could lighten it up. Homeschooling your kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that could, I mean, think about it. I mean, separates me from my sanity all the time. But uh, yeah, the whole, by the way, the homeschooling, I, I don't know where you're watching this from, but the area I'm at, I just got some news and I don't know if it's legit or not, but I'm hearing that school is going to happen as normal and the kids are going to go back in the fall and five days a week. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Jesus. I'm just like, like, and for those of you that homeschool, praise God. I mean, you are, you're better than me at that. I'm telling you that because I can't, like, I know it's summer, but I can't even get my kids out of bed. Okay, one of them. Okay, the other one shoots up, but one of them doesn't. Okay, Ava, I love you, but you take after your father. Like if we were in the boat with Jesus in the storm, we'd be snuggled up right next to him sleeping. I mean, we ain't waking up. Wind, waves, we don't care. We are pounding the sleep. That kid, is, she, can, she can throw down. I'm thinking, I, she sets alarms. It doesn't matter. 
Here's my thought though, think about this, because she sleeps with Rudy, our dog, a lot. So this is what I think I could do for Ava. I, I'm thinking about creating an alarm that it sounds like a dog that's about ready to throw up because nothing shoots her out of bed faster than that. Nothing does. So I'm just thinking if it's, anyway, just don't steal that idea either because you heard it here first, I'll patent that. So anyway, um, what will separate you, right? We could get more real. What would, maybe Republicans in the house? fighting words. Democrats in the Senate, right? People freak out so much about politics and, oh, you shouldn't talk about politics in the church. Well, the reality is Jesus talked about it quite often, you know, talked about paying Caesar what is Caesar. In the scripture we read today, talked about governors and rulers and officials. So we actually, it's okay to talk about, um, but, and, and I'm never, I'll, I'll never tell you who to vote for. I'll never tell you how you should vote. I'll tell you, you should vote according to a, a, a solid moral compass, according to God's word. And you'd be amazed at how clear um, issues and things become when you do that. But People freak out so much about this. And I see so much division and so much struggle. Oh my gosh, if he gets reelected, this is all going to go down. If he gets elected, this is all going to, and this and that. And the crazy thing is, what I'm finding out, a lot of people that have the biggest opinions about political agendas are the ones, they're not, they're not even voting. I'm like, it's Independence Day weekend. We live in the greatest country, I believe. I'm a little biased. I live here. I love it. But we get the opportunity to be, live in a free country where we get the opportunity to vote. So if, if, you're, if you're spouting about your political beliefs and agenda and you're not voting, come on, I got two words for you. Shut. Yeah, yes. And if you said up or it, you're both right. Okay. Shut it because you have nothing to say. Get out, vote, and then move on. But don't let it paralyze you or cripple you. Oh, so-and-so gets in, it's over, we're done. Where, where are you putting your hope? Right. Who are you following? Yeah. See, my hope doesn't rest on like the, the government of the United States. It does not rest on that. My hope rests on the God of the universe, the creator and sustainer who said, I will do immeasurably more than you can dream or imagine according to my power that is at work within you. You be the change you wanna see. Vote and move on and make a difference. That's my advice to you. I mean, come on. Who are we following? When you're freaking out online or with your, in your circles of friends, you're, you're showing that you're not following in that moment. Okay, yes, you should vote, but my gosh, know where your hope lies. Dang it, and you, some of you are thinking, man, so I'm not supposed to live in fear. So, so Jesus said multiple times, um, don't be afraid. He didn't just suggest it, he like commanded it. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And you might be thinking, I ain't there. And you know what, neither am I. I still struggle in the area as well. But I wrote this down, Jesus is inviting you and I, us to follow him, and he wants to strengthen our faith and take away our fear. Yeah. See, so the promise of following Jesus, you don't have to live in fear anymore. That's the promise. It wasn't so much the better life or the pain-free or problem-free life. It was, it was a life that says, you don't have to be afraid anymore. The, the things that are worrying you, the things that are keeping you up at night, the things that are causing you migraines, the things that are giving you anxiety, the things that are causing you depression, you don't have to worry about those anymore. You don't. Like, like, like Jesus said, you don't have to. Like I have come to take those things away. And we think, oh, you could never live uh, free from fear. You can. You can. Je Why would Jesus command us to do something that we weren't able to do? Jesus will give you the power to not be afraid anymore. And, I, and, and I'm telling you, I'm not there, but, but this is an area where I, God has shown me I have come quite a long ways. Like 2020, 
I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, not freaking out about a lot. I mean, it, are there concerns? Sure, but a concern and a worry are way different, right? So, are there concerns? And and do we pray? Yes. But at the end of the day, why are you so afraid? Go back to the title of today's message. Ask yourself, why am I so afraid? Like, even if the worst thing comes to pass, gosh, Peter, even if the boat does go down, you got me, right? You're with me. Why are you living like this boat is your home? Why are you living like this world is your home? Why are you living like this is all there is? You and I, and I'm guilty of this, I live way too temporal. This world is not our home. Like this is just a blip on the radar. But we will, we will consume ourselves with fear and doubt and worry about things that 100 years from now will not matter. It won't matter. It won't. You know what, what will matter? is you and your relationship with your King Jesus. That's all that will matter. And other people that you told about him. That's it. Nothing else will matter. Oh, but my kids, teach your kids about Jesus. Oh, but, but, but the friends are hanging out with, teach your kids about to hang out with people that Jesus said to hang out. I mean, teach your kids about the king who lasts forever. Everything in this world will fade away. My 401k, this, this, that. You ain't taking none of it with you, okay? And honestly, most of us are living better than most people are living. So let's just get real about it. Why are you so afraid? I'm reading through Psalm right now in my personal time. been doing it for over a month. I mean, I'm just soaking it in and it's just like, just so slow, but it's so good. And I think God is parking me there for a reason. And one of my favorite Psalms just read again, and I think it's for this message. Psalm 118. In my distress, this is verses five and six. In my distress, I pray to the Lord. I mean, in your distress, is the first thing you're doing freaking out or are you getting on your knees and praying? Pray to the Lord. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered. Wow, go figure. That's what he's in the business of doing. And he set me free. Wow. Some of you, you need to be set free from the pain that you're in, from the fear that you're in, from the worry that you're in. Verse 6, the Lord, the Lord is for me, so I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? What can, what can the world do to me? What, what, what can 2020 do to me? And if you think that 2020 is just so much to take and you can't take it, you, you, you're not following the way that Jesus wants you to follow. Following means I won't be afraid when bad things happen. Following means I won't be afraid when bad things happen. So let's close it up with another story from Florida. We're talking thrill rides, right? So let's finish with one. Last year, we go back to Florida again. Not to Gatorland, because Jake wouldn't allow that, but uh, we go to Universal Studios. And again, we're going to do a thrill ride. It's called the Tower of Power, I think, but some of you, you've been on it. It's those rides where it takes you up slow, and then whoosh, you go down like that. And Jake's never been on anything like that, neither is Ava. And Ava's more willing, you know, she's out there, and Jake is like, I don't want to, and I'm like, I'm like, Jake, you got this, you got this. So we get him strapped in, and he's ready, and it's so interesting. Jake is sitting next to me, and he keeps looking over at me. Like, we haven't even gone up yet, we're just sitting there right now. And he's like, uh, he's like, Dad, are we going to be okay? And I looked at Jake and I said, Jake, we're going to die. I'm, like, I'm kidding. I didn't say that. If I would have said that, he would have unstrapped and ran. So, no, I, I said, Jake, we're good. I said, we're good. He's like, oh, all right, all right. And he goes, Dad, you ever been on one of these before? And I said, Jake, your mom and I, check this out. Before you were around, Jake, your mom and I were on one of these rides like this on top of a huge building in Vegas. Think about that. He's like, you were. 
And I was like, yes. What I didn't tell Jake is I had about six margaritas, margaritas in me, Casey. So uh, I'm just, you think I do that sober? Seriously? Um, this is pre-Jesus. Some of you are probably, I'm going to email the, okay, whatever. You do that. So pre-Jesus. So it's okay. Um, but uh, we, uh, we, and we did it. We lived. And I told Jake that. And he's like, okay, we can do this. And I knew that Jake was, was watching. Like, 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 like Jake was looking at me. The reason I'm telling you that is I did my best to not freak out on that ride. Because I knew that if, I, if the father wouldn't freak out, then he wouldn't freak out. Mm-hmm. So why do I tell you that? Because you know who's not in heaven freaking out right now mm-hmm. about 2020? Yeah. God. Right. God's, not up, God's not up on the throne saying, oh my gosh, 2020? Uh, Gabriel, uh, come here. 2020, look what's happening. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Now Jesus, it, it, he saw it coming. God, he saw it coming. And he's not freaking out. He's not worried. He's not living in fear. He's not. So if the father's not freaking out, how should we be acting? So we're on this ride and it starts going up slowly. And all of a sudden we can see Florida. And I'm like, Jake, there's no alligators on this ride, so we're good. So, uh, but we're going up slow and Jake is starting to freak out. And I said, hey, Jake, look over there. Check that building out. And you can see the whole landscape. And we're, I'm pointing to different things he's looking at just to get his mind off it, you know? And, and I know that if I'm calm, he'll be calm. If I don't freak out, he won't freak out. We get to the very top, and it's high. And internally, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm freaking out a little bit, but I'm not showing that to him. And he's looking at me, and we're talking, and we're relaxing. And all of a sudden, whoosh, the ride starts, and it shoots us down faster than you can imagine. And I, we're both screaming at the top of our lungs, and I'm pretty sure I said, we're going to die. But the awesome thing is Jake was screaming so loud, he didn't hear that. So he's just, it was uh, God protected him there. So, But it was it was but it was awesome. And we get done and he's, he's, I'm like, Jake, you want to do it again? He's like, no. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. But it was fun. But I think the reason that he made it is because I did my best not to freak out. So the father's not freaking out. Why would we freak out? And what are you freaking out about? See, some of you, you're freaking out about stuff that you don't need to anymore. God said, see, perfect love, love from the father, it casts out fear. And I wrote this down. Faith. When you have faith, say faith. 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 We had faith in that ride that we were going to live through that ride, and we did. It didn't change the ride. The ride didn't change, right? Whether we have faith or fear, that ride's going to be the same ride, up and down. But it changed us. It changed how we went through it. See, faith isn't going to change, you know, what you're going through, but it will change how you go through it. And, and, and that is huge. So you're going to face things. You're going to have trouble. And some of you are in the center of it. You're in the center of it. And that's why God brought you to this message. Because God is telling you, you don't need to freak out. You don't need to have fear you don't need to be afraid because I'm with you and I'm for you, okay? Bad things will happen, but that's why I'm here with you. I came to comfort you. I came to give you peace. And honestly, the greatest problem that you and I face, let's, let, let's just be straight. It's not the external things happening out there. It's not the election. It's not the coronavirus. It's not the racial tension. The, the biggest issues that you and I face, they're not out there. They're in here. They're in here. They're in here. This is why Jesus would came because he knows that things in us aren't right here. As we ponder and as we overthink and as we, we, we go through all these scenarios in our head, God's like, okay, the issue isn't here anymore. It never was. It's, a, it, it's here. And Jesus, that's the whole reason for the gospel, by the way, because we aren't right here. Because of what we think and what we do and how we walk away and how we, you know, stray from God. And, and, and you know who you are and I know who I am and we've all done it. And, and God says, Jesus, you're going to fill the gap. 
This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that, that, that God says, Jesus, I'm going to send you. You are perfect love, and you cast out fear. But Jesus, you don't just cast out fear. You cast out sin. You cast out shame. You cast out guilt. You cast out unforgiveness. You cast out anger. That's what Jesus does. It's amazing. I posted um, a receipt on my social this week, and here's a picture of it. The receipt says Jesus paid it all. Like, like you went and you got everything that you wanted and none of it led to life. It all led to death. And Jesus said, I'm paying for it all. I, I paid for that. I paid for that. I paid for that. I paid for that. All you need to do is just accept the receipt and give it to the waitress and move on. Mm. So will you accept it? See, some of you, the greatest gift, the greatest freedom that you can experience on this Independence Day isn't freedom out here in a country that we get to live in. It's freedom in here from the bondage that you're facing. This is why Jesus came. So God sends Jesus, his son, to die on a cross. Why? Because that's how we get that receipt. That's how it gets paid. The, the, everything that we do, it's wiped away because Jesus wipes it away on the cross. His blood that spills, it covers all of our sin, all of our mess up, all of our screw up, all of our struggle. It covers it all and takes it away. Paid in full is what it says. And the, and the reason that we know that Jesus is victorious is because why? Jesus didn't stay dead. Three days later, say three. Three. three days later, shout three. Three. three days later, Jesus Christ would break forth from the tomb, defeat sin, defeat death, defeat the devil, defeat sickness, defeat decay, and we can live in that freedom forever. That's why he came. So why in the world would we not say, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take that receipt, Jesus. I can't pay this anyway. I, I, I had too much. I've done too many things. I, I'm so messed up. And Jesus says, it's cool. My, my account's unlimited and I can take care of it all. Will you accept that on this, on this freedom day, on this freedom weekend? Would you accept the freedom that Jesus offers? It's amazing to me that so many people will hear a message and then never, and, th and then all of a sudden they'll try to pay the bill. And Jesus is like, well, are you kidding me? I just told you I, I take care of everything. Oh no, Jesus, I'm just gonna carry this around with me and I'll just go into debt and I'll just charge it and I'll try to pay it off later. Jesus is like, you don't have to do that. Why would you do that? I paid it. It's done. Here's the receipt. Oh no, no, I'll just get it myself. And Jesus is like, no, stop it. That's why you're living in fear. That's why you're always afraid. Let me take it from you. Let him take it from you. If you want Jesus to take it from you, if you're ready to go all in and you're ready to let God take your fear, take your doubt, take your shame, take your guilt, take your sin, J just, just do me a favor. Just, just type, I choose Jesus in comments. I choose Jesus. You know what you're choosing? Uh, paid in full. You know what you're choosing? Freedom. For not just in this world, but, but forever with Jesus. That's what you're choosing. It's way bigger than anything you'll face in this world. It's the most beautiful story, most beautiful news in the world. Just type, I choose Jesus, or text it to 474747. Text, I choose Jesus. I don't care how you do it, but just do it because it'd be insane to say, I've done all this and I've ate all that and I've been, all, I've been there and I've hurt them and I'm just gonna take it all. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try to handle it. And Jesus is like, stop. It's paid in full. Accept it. Receive it. And we will walk with you and we will love you and you'll never be the same again. It's the greatest news in the world. I love you so much. I love being your pastor. And, and I love bringing you the word of God. It, it is so incredible. I pray this. I pray that this message uh, is truly anoints you, that it truly blesses you. And my biggest prayer for this right now is that you're going to take it and do something with it. Yeah. 
because the word the word of God has gone forth and it never returns void. The question is, will it, will it return void in your life? It only will if you allow it to. Receive the word of God. I want to pray for you. Father, oh, I thank you so much. You, you over and over, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're going to face trouble. You're going to face persecution. Don't be afraid. You're going to face pain. Don't be afraid. You're going to be ridiculed. Don't be afraid. You're going you're, you're gonna, to you're gonna be scared. Don't be afraid. You're going to be lonely, but don't be afraid, for I am with you, and I am for you. God, take away our fear. Replace it with faith that only that you can give. God, for the people that are hearing about you paying a, a tab that we could never pay, we could never pay it, for them hearing that, God, I pray that they'll receive it. And how do, how do they receive the receipt and take it with them? They just say, I choose Jesus in comments. They just text it to us, God. Just, I choose Jesus. The greatest gift on Independence Day weekend is a freedom from sin and death. And that is what you provide for us with the gospel of your son coming, dying, and then, and then the greatest miracle in history, rising from the dead. God, we thank you. We could never pay you back for that. And you know what you say? You don't have to. That's why I came. Father, thank you for being in the boat with us. Thank you for being on the shore with us. Thank you for being on the zip line with us, on the tower of power with us, God. You're with us in all the places where we go and where we have fear. And you replace it with what, what, what you call perfect love that eradicates fear. God, let it, let it work in our lives this week, this, this year. And may we own it and live it. And may we never forget, God, that if we're in you and we're following you, and we can confidently, truly, and abundantly say, the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name I pray and we all say, amen. amen. God bless you. Hey, thanks so much for watching today. I'm super excited about this series follow, and in particular about this message, because so many people are struggling with fear and you don't have to anymore. So I pray that this message really blessed you. And if it did, man, I hope you'll share it with a friend. It's so easy in the world that we live in to get the word out there that if you do that, you never know what God's gonna do and the seed that he's gonna plant. So thank you so much for joining us week in and week out and allowing God to bless you through his word. And uh, I just love you so much. And I hope you know that God loves you more. God bless you.